There's a lot of um, people who have spoken out over the past couple of years about just like some cast members, not mentioning anyone's names, being a bit of a diva. Did you have any experiences like that? Okay, I have been asked this night, I, I don't even know how many times, okay? And I have never once given a solid answer, uh, but I'll give you one. I missed one of my best mates wedding for an audition. How I always act now on every set I go to is because of Corey Monteith. You turn up and they're like, this is a porn shoot. Oh, don't even... I've dealt plenty of that shit. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> All of this and more coming up on Drama School Dropout. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout, the UK's third best drama podcast. And it is the final episode of Double Drama School Dropout. The birthday celebrations are officially over. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And today it is episode 137 and I am joined by an absolute gem of an actor who starred in one of my favourite TV shows, which also happens to be one of the most successful TV shows of all time. Please welcome to the podcast, Rock Anthony. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast, how are we? Oh, thank you for having me, I appreciate it, I'm very good. Very Absolutely good. my pleasure. Sans technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like anything to do with technical difficulties, I'm screwed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like anything to do with any I have I have the like literally people who help me with this shit. Like, I don't know if you like you thought like I'm not this isn't just a phone for my name, you know, my yeah. name's back here. Like I've been streaming and doing stuff like that the last couple of years. Yeah. And I literally have like a tech person who whenever I have a messed up day he just gets on like zoom not zoom on like discord and helps me figure all that shit out because i can't do it i have <laughs> youtube <laughs> oh good no see it's like even that like i'm not a good step-by-step -step person you have to like somebody has to hold my hand and tell me what to push and tell me what i to just do. like i use youtube for everything something was wrong with my <laughs> boiler the other day and i literally just wrote like the make of my boiler in and it said like L2, not L2. That means you've got no money left um, and you've got to put more money on it. It was like E6 or something. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I've been living on my yeah. own nearly three years. And I was like, I've no clue. It's like minus 11 Celsius or whatever that is yeah. in Fahrenheit. It's like, fuck, I'm going to freeze to death. And I just went on YouTube and it was like, just unscrew one of these screws. <laughs> Thank God for Google, right? Yeah. That's like, like literally last night, my girlfriend and I were walking our dog and this this really nice, gentle mannered man kept like trying to get our attention across the street, you know, and like, and we're just kind of like, uh, what's up? You know, and he was saying something, we couldn't hear him. So we finally crossed and he's like, there's a squirrel over here. It looks hurt. And like, he's like, so I don't know what to do. And like, and I, we were just like, oh. And so I'm sitting there Googling, um, who do I call if find wounded squirrel? I'm like, I'm like, and like, I'm trying to call somebody because I didn't want to be like a dickhead to him. And like, yeah. you know, just walk away from him and be like, don't be so nice and walk away. But like, I was just like, so I was, you know, I called for help for a squirrel yesterday. I don't know, man. <laughs> you are a better person than I. I would have literally been like, get a life. Well, no, every fiber of our being, we looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, but he was so sweet you know what i mean and like I, I like it was breaking my heart that he was so like sad about this random wounded squirrel so i'm like yeah I'll, okay i'll figure it out i guess don't worry and like i'm on the phone with this operator for like animal control and anyway 
I am fully. Like, uh, this shit I do. I don't know. <laughs> heads down, keep walking, kind of guy. No, typically I am too. I'm so introverted, it's ridiculous. And so, like, when I'm always getting stuck in situations like that. Yeah, it, it's fun. Like, I would, but totally, I'd be fucked without my phone. Like, even just yeah. getting to from A to B. Yeah. Like, I, I like Google Maps shit that I know how to get there just in case I'm <laughs> fucked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't. He didn't have his phone too. That's what he was saying. That's why he was asking me for help because he's like, "How do you go out without he's a like, phone?" That's what I'm saying. He's like, "I live like a block over, but you know, I forgot my phone, and I'm just like, and I was gonna pretend I didn't have it, but I was wearing like tight pants, and you could see my <laughs> phone, and like, you know what I mean?" So I was like, mm. "Okay, like, you I'm know like, what I mean?" Like, <laughs> I'm like that as I walk out the door. Phone, <laughs> vape, keys. Okay, we can go. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Check the yeah. Don't even need a wallet anymore because I've got Apple Pay. Like mm, technology, true. I'd be fucked because I'd never go out with any physical money. Like mm -hmm. everything is on Apple Pay. Like so, yeah. when my phone gets to twenty percent, it's time to go home. Yeah. No. The only the only yeah right yeah the, the only time I use cash is like when I go to Vegas or something. <laughs> and then you have to have cash. Yeah, I can't even. I've never been to Vegas. I really wanted to go. I was in LA when I was nineteen, but I was like, and it was like a five hour bus journey, and I was like. I'm not 21, so there's no point. Like, I can't yeah. do any of the cool shit. I mean, yeah, I could have. I, I got served in LA. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, but yeah, no, it, the, going to Vegas, like, they're crazy strict there. Like, you mm. would have had, you would have had no fun unless, unless you're 21. It's just, I also just didn't want to lose a day in LA. I was like, I'm here. This is like my favorite city on earth. Like, yeah. It's and it's not even really a day. It's like five hours getting there. Then you've got to spend the night. Then it's five hours getting back. I was yeah. like, I'm only here for 10 days. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> how's life? Because I've, I feel like we're sort of in the middle ground of being in a pandemic and not being in a pandemic. And it's just like, especially for actors, I find myself all the time being like, no, I've got an audition. I can't go out and risk getting COVID. Yeah, it's no, because it's um nothing is in person still here i don't know how it is over there but everything is still yeah. self tapes and zooms are the callbacks and it's been really fucking hard like I, i've been like i told you a little bit i've been doing the streaming on twitch and stuff like that it's like i've been very honest about that on that platform it's like because i was never big on social media and i'm trying to get better at it and uh, i've been very honest about the fact that it's been fucking hard like before yeah. the pandemic like I was I was pinned for like a series regular on a TV show. Like I was very excited and I was I was gonna do this really cool um mm -hmm. like off Broadway thing here in LA that they do where they have you ever seen these things where they do the like spoofs on TV shows where they did like Legally Blonde and they did um Cruel Intentions and it's like a spoof musical. Yeah, like, it was like a really uh -huh. popular in LA. I was gonna do the Riverdale version. I was gonna play Archie. And I was going to like, and I, anyway, it was like a that day, another thing that we have been robbed of by yeah, this no, that's what I'm pandemic. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, literally, I it sounds dramatic. <laughs> like I know it's like, whoa, poor is me, poor me, you know, but like, it's like the week before the pandemic, like I was literally pinned for a TV series. I was um gonna do the show like they were what working does on the pinned offer. mean because that's not oh, that, like... that means oh, that just means um you're like one of the top two choices for their for the show. I learned you know? something. See, we did talk about acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's like when they say like like sometimes they'll say like put your put on a veil like they're for your availability or you'll be pinned which means that like they want to make sure you have like that week available because mm. they're probably going to book you basically is what it means Love so it's that. like with basically their narrowed down list are like their top three yeah you know i don't think and well so, i mean i could be totally wrong i've never got that far for t tv yeah but like i don't think that's a i mean anybody listening feel free to prove me wrong and send me a horrible <laughs> insta dm but yeah like the pandemic it's yeah no it screwed everything up like my whole point of that was like it was just like i felt like i was 
I constantly am in a love hate with the relationship with my career. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like every six months I want to quit, but then I'm like, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's why do we all live the same life? I know it's all the very same thing, but it's like, I was finally like in an uptick and feeling really good about my career. Cause like, again, I was like testing for all these amazing things. Like I was pinned for a Denzel Washington movie, like days before the pandemic, like all these great things I felt like were starting to happen that the show, like I was excited to do a live show again, I hadn't done yeah. one in years. And like, it was going to, I was going to sing and rap and do all this fun stuff. You know, I was very excited. And then literally so like two days later, the pandemic, everything shut down oh. and like, and then all that went away. And I went through the deepest, darkest depression for about a year. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then like, until I finally, about six months into the pandemic, I kind of like was trying to get myself out of it. And I was trying to figure out something creatively to mm -hmm. do with my life <laughs> during this time. Yeah. There was no auditions. There was no meetings. There was nothing happening. So I literally, the, the two things I feel like that saved my life and just like my existence as a creative person was um, I wrote my first movie. Is something I always wanted to do. Congratulations. Yeah, it was like a two-year process with my writing partner, Anthony Cook. And um, I, I wrote my first full feature. It's done. It's a horror slasher film uh, style whodunit. I'm available for work. <laughs> right? I mean, some, like now I'm just kind of like, but that with that aspect, I don't know that side of the world as far as entertainment is concerned because all I know is acting. So like I'm trying to figure out how to sell it, how to pitch it, how to mm. how to do all that stuff. But it's getting really good feedback from producer friends of mine. And mm. anyway, that was something creative that I've always wanted to do. So the pandemic kind of forced my hand and I was yeah. like, why not jump into this? You know, So mm. I did that. And then uh, Twitch streaming, something I never thought I would do, like something I always thought like I was watched and I enjoy. I'm, I'm a huge gaming nerd. And then once I learned kind of how easy it was to start doing it, it I became like addicted and I've been doing it for like two years. Yeah. And now we have this like great fan base off of it from people who don't even know me from acting. They're just know me from being a personality and playing video games for them. But those two things, writing and streaming, because like I felt like I was going fucking crazy with yeah. like not being creative, not rehearsing, not not learning lines for an audition. Not like it was I was going I was dark, dark depression. Yeah. You know, but those two things, like, that's what I always tell, like, actor friends of mine or other creatives in general. Like, if you don't feel like you're fulfilling your creative goal in that moment, like, you got to find, like, a new creative outlet to just, like, entertain your brain. You know what I mean? But so, then I feel like sometimes, because I'm going through the exact same thing, like, that you just described about, mm. like, I literally phoned my mom yesterday. And I was talking to her and I was like, I think I'm giving myself till December. And then, like, I've been doing the podcast for three years in December I'll have been acting full-time for like a year and a bit but trying to seriously make a go of it since I was like what 17 and now 25 and I was just sort of like I'm kind of sick of like I met I missed one of my best mates wedding for an audition I haven't been on holiday in yet like LA when I was 19 was my last holiday I was like I'm kind of like over it do you know what I mean like I'm kind yeah. of sick of like just getting nowhere and my mum was like okay whatever you want and then she spoke to me this morning and she was like are you okay because I've never heard you talk about this like that and I was like yeah. but it's just so difficult trying to find like especially because like my main job is in my bedroom yeah I, I I'm lucky if I go out like twice a week yeah do you know what I mean no, and it's I, just... I'm in the same boat with you I'm the same way I I'm a, like such a recluse now you mm. know what I mean like I barely leave my house it's just so difficult and I I think that up up until now I've only seen the sacrifices that I've made for this mm -hmm. job 
and I've not got to see, don't get me wrong, I've done great things with what I've done and I've done things that I would never, ever imagine. Like, this is a bit of a, like, I, I don't want to bring it up too much. I'm the biggest Glee fan that you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. If you'd have told me five years ago, I'd be sitting here talking to you who was on one of my favorite TV shows. I'd have told you to shut the fuck up and laughed in your face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like the, the little wins are hard to see when the losses are massive. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, everything you just said is like, I feel like I've had the exact same feelings and it's like, how to say this. It's like you saying that to me, like makes me feel so good about myself and makes my heart. We're not crazy. Like, yeah, no, that's, some, you know what I mean? It's like, it does. It's like you saying like something I did inspired you or something that was exciting or just being able to have you know, these conversations. Like you said, mm. it's like, cause I'm, you know, I do, I feel like I'm such like a crybaby sometimes because I'm just like, you know, it, like what you said about, wanting to like throw in this, I give yourself until December. I have set myself that goal literally every six months. You know what I mean? Like it's, Oh no, I know I'll still be here next June. It's smart on what you're doing. Like this podcast. Amazing. You know, keep that up. You got to keep, like I was saying about the creativity things. It's like, yeah, you know, I, this is coming from somebody who, you know, I was on a, one of the biggest TV shows to ever exist in like, you know, but I still struggle to this day to get a job. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, I still fight to like tooth and nail for every little opportunity that I get. I don't even know how to explain it for just a guest star on a TV show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm out there just like fighting these people who are just like fresh off the bus, like wanting to do this. And like, you know, and like, so that is, I guess, like it what eats away at me, like how you were saying, like where you feel like you're putting forth so much effort all the time. You know what I mean? Like you're constantly putting forth effort, effort, effort for what little payoff, you know what mm. I mean? And so it's like, I've constantly gone back and forth in my head. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's like, how much longer yeah. am I going to, you know, fight, for these little opportunities and have people be like, cause I'm the, the, the king of like people tell me like, Oh my God, you're so fucking good. Like where the hell have you been? Or like this or like, Oh, we think you're perfect for this. And then I don't get it, but they're like, don't worry. We'll have you for the next thing. And yeah. then they never fucking have me in again. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I'm at, I am at a weird phase in my life and career where I'm just trying to figure out what would fulfill me the most next. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I, like everything you just said, like, again, you saying like, oh, like, uh, I never thought I'd be talking to someone like you or but like, that makes me feel like so like, shitty for feeling that way. Because like, it makes me you know, like, again, I'm very proud of the successes yeah. I have had in this career. But like, oh, my the highs, but then this followed by a massive low, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like, I have been struggling yeah. the last few years to just like figure out where I belong in this industry. You know, what 100%. I mean, 100%. Yeah, And I think what I want to just very quickly say off the back of that, because you totally came on here for my advice and my therapy. Um, <laughs> you said there that it made you feel sort of shit that I had said like, oh, I'm like, I'm a fan and I'm really happy to have this conversation. And then you feel shit for feeling negatively about this, right? All I'll say, and somebody said it to me not long ago, everybody has a job regardless of what that job is, whether you get paid a pound an hour or 10 million pounds an hour. Yeah. Everyone is entitled to have a shit thought about their job every once in a while. But because yeah. what we see on the likes of Instagram from these massive actors is the luxury glamorous side of it. People then don't see the, the thousands of literally like if I had screen shared my email address with my email inbox with you right now you would see the amount of self tips that I'm putting forward you'd see the amount of auditions that I'm getting and then you go in and like I remember I, I just sent a self tip off and it was a six-sided monologue like six pages of a4 monologue 
and they gave me two days to learn it. I sent it. I never heard anything back. The literally three days after the deadline, they had the cast on Instagram. Like, and that is, I'm on a very fucking small level. I'm very aware that on like the level of the work that I'm putting out, like the amount of it, like I'm unrepresented. I'm getting myself shit. I can't imagine the shit people have got to do when they're repped by a good agent. Yeah. No, it's, 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 yeah, like the, the, there's been a big conversation, like literally this past week, like Variety released a a massive article about self-taping and Mm. the, the, the sheer small amount of just like feedback and feeling like you're constantly just tossing your videos out into the void. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm, I, cause I'm fucking sick of it. Like, I'm just so sick of getting Mm. like all these, like, you know, Again, I don't get that many great opportunities still to this day. You know what I mean? Even though, again, some of the biggest TV shows ever exist. I've been on, I've guest starred on other shows. I've been, I've starred in films. I've done, you know, I've done all these great things that I'm insanely proud of. Yeah. But I still struggle to even get a meeting. You know what I mean? Like my agents will constantly be like, you know, I'll be called by feedback because, you know, they immediately were like, oh, we fucking love them. And they were trying to figure out why you didn't get the job or why they're not having you in for yeah. this other thing. And I'm like, where's yeah, the correlation? Here? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, and I think that's what's been really a hard disconnect for me in the last few years with the pandemic. These self tapes are killing me. You know what I mean? Like I can't yeah. do it anymore. Like I had my first in-person audition last week, the first one in like two years or something like that and it was so it was for something stupid i didn't even want it <laughs> but it was like but i'll but you take know it I mean? but you know what i mean but it was just thrilling to be in the room and like yeah. perform for people again like i didn't realize i was going to feel that way you know what i mean like fucking i fucking hate self tapes no i hate it it's fucking it's ruining the it's ruining the fucking business for me if you ask me it's not even that i just think like so if i'm in an audition like if i come in to read a part for you and i've imagined it in a in a specific way you yeah. can tell pretty much there and then like yeah are they enjoying it oh he's falling yeah. asleep let me switch well, this up that's the thing yeah it's not even like about like are they enjoying it like you could take the character in the completely wrong direction mm. you know you need them to steer you back on the right path mm. you know like it's it's unfair to again like some of these self tapes i'm talking i get them at like six o'clock at night and they want it in but to them by like a noon the next day you know what i mean for a guest star and they're like oh and it starts filming in like two days and you're like you you want me to do all this work and i send it to the void and it's like and i don't know if i'm even doing it the way you want it you know what i mean like it's like i don't even know like you might be like oh that's completely off but if you literally just gave me a simple direction because i'm like i'm really good in the room you know what yeah. i mean like it's like not to toot my own horn but i'm very good in the room you know, I'm able to show my personality before I usually go into some kind of asshole character. I'm known for playing dickheads. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, you know, I like to be able to show off my yeah. personality and my versatility and like what I can do. And that's won me probably 90% of the jobs I have gotten. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like taking that away from me has been so stifling and like claustrophobic. Like I don't, I, I, cause I, I do, I feel like I'm putting together some of the most epic self tapes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and like, even my team is like, oh my God, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like, we love that. And then you don't hear shit. How does it work in the States? Because I know like just being unrepped that when I send a self tip, we use a, a website called we transfer. So it's basically mm-hmm. like for just sending large files easily. Yeah, yeah. The only way I know that my self tip has even been watched. I mean, they might not be watching it is I get an email to say they've accepted my transfer and are downloading it. Right. Like, yeah. do you even know if people have like opened yourself to it? No, no. That's <laughs> I, the mad. Only people, no, the only people I know who are seeing it are my my agents, like my team. You know what I mean? 
because they they email me. This is not okay. No, I agree. It's fucked up because it's like again, I'll put together like I like what was it for? Like NCIS LA or one of these one of my favorite you know, TV one of, shows. One one of these shows. Yeah, like I then like I remember like they asked me for like this like soldier character and it was like 10 pages of dialogue they wanted it the next fucking day and i remember i fucking went in and i did it and like i remember like i delivered something i was so proud of and my team was like if you don't fucking get this part they're stupid you know yeah. what i mean and like and like you know and like and they sent it off and like i never heard a goddamn thing it was just and they even reached out then you see it on the tv well that's what i'm saying and they they like they they said they reached out for like you know feedback or like what was the why did he maybe not get this part or like and that it's nothing i have gotten no feedback on anything during the pandemic i like even before the pandemic pandemic if like i would go for an audition that the i would get emails from casting like they would forward the emails that like they would send to my team of saying yeah. like oh my god we fucking loved him for this i don't think it's gonna go his way on this but just so you know we fought hard for him and he's up for, you know like i was at least getting shit like that yeah. the pandemic is just fucking crickets it's like it is exhausting. <laughs> and it's not going to change because I heard somebody talk about self-tips the other day and they were way too positive about them. And they were like, yeah, they, they all need to opened, fuck off that shit. <laughs> it's opened. And I see the logic behind mm -hmm. what they're saying. They were like, a casting director can now see so many fucking people, whereas they could only see 20. So for that one kid that couldn't have got in the room, it's very valuable that they can now get in air quotes in the room. But then when you're seeing fucking hundreds and hundreds of people for mm -hmm. the same role, what are the fucking odds? Yeah. That's the thing. It's not, it's, it's a lot. Before, before it was way more focused. Like when you would go into an audition for like a guest star or something on a TV show, you would like, you saw like all your friends, you knew everybody that was mm. there. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, they were maybe seeing like 50 people max that day. You know what I mean? And then when you knew when you're going for the callback, you knew it was like you and like 10 other dudes. You know what I mean? Like you knew that you were fighting for the same thing. And like you had those opportunities with like reading for the director, the casting director, the producers, like everybody's in that room. You you felt like it mattered, if that yeah. makes sense. You know what I mean? Like now it doesn't feel like it matters. Mm. You know, like and I, yeah. I just felt like with the with the with these self tapes because I feel I understand the argument on what people are saying on how it's good for self tapes. Very logical. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get it for like they're like, well, I can do as many takes as I want, and I can pick the best take. But bitch, it don't matter. You know In what I mean? Theory, if you're picking the best take, the best take to you, just because you think you look pretty, but that's not gonna be the best take for casting. You know what I mean? Like. They yeah. have a very specific image in mind and what they want you to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you giving them this like thing that you're like, oh, I look the best in this take. And I feel like I did the best thing mm. here with my face here. Like they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. want to see that you're adaptable, that you're versatile, that you can perform on set. Because I feel like that's also a big thing that's been, I mean, if you watch procedurals, I don't really watch procedurals that much anymore because it's, you know, the, you know, streaming service era now. But like, it's like a lot of people, <laughs> As far, I don't want to say this in a mean way, but like say I it. feel like people are getting people are getting cast off of these self tapes, but they don't have any onset experience. You know what I mean? And so their performance is not good on the day, mm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I'm not judging anybody specific. I don't think but... that comes down to um onset experience. <laughs> it's just like it's it's the um I'm just saying there's no some people are no because they're pretty. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, some people are cast because of nepotism. People are cast because they're pretty. People are cast because, you know, like, don't get me wrong. My my looks have gotten me 
opportunities, but that's because I'm a six foot three fucking redhead with blue eyes. Mine get me <laughs> opportunities all of the time. Like all of people ask me to leave places because I'm too pretty. Oh, shut up. No. <laughs> what I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? Doesn't need to be a professional one. We mm. love a good nativity story. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, For me, it was... Uh, I grew up uh, in the New England area, which um, you probably don't, uh, you're not from here, but it's uh, the northeast of America. With that, um, we're going to be really good, and I'm going to like try and guess where that <laughs> is. It's it's not Michigan. Michigan's in Boston. No. No, phew, neither. The, the New England Patriots. Both of those are wrong. Massachusetts wrong. is where Boston right, is. Right. <laughs> Never <Not> mind. <laughs> Never mind. I know it's the New England Patriots. I feel like that's... yeah. But that's, that's yeah, a, that's the region. It's the group of states like Massachusetts, Connecticut, Maine. I was technically top. kind of good then. No, well, you I started with Michigan. Michigan. That's in the middle. That's that's <laughs> totally wrong. <laughs> but no, it's like, so I came from like a really small town, uh, yeah. you know, lower class family, like trying to make ends. I've been working since the day I was 15, you know, like uh, to make money. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like, for some reason, ever since I was literally five years old, I did my first play. I was the big bad wolf in this like and that like what's that i don't even remember the name of it what's that like fairy tale that into the that little nursery rhyme or whatever it's about like a nursery rhyme where like the wolf eats all the sheep and then like one hides in like oh a the three little pigs something like that i don't know if it was that one specifically but it was like the guy the bad wolf eats all the sheep and basically at the end the wolf gets cut open and all the sheep are alive it's a really dark thing to have a never heard you know, of that one yeah i don't even remember the name maybe somebody could tell us uh <laughs> But anyway, I was like, the only reason I did it was like, because I was the only one who could do a deep voice when I was like five years old, you know, and like, I've always been a big versatility. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I did that. And then I just did plays from out, like that on out. Mm. Like I was doing like local theater, the school plays. And like, once I found out at a very young age, like what I'm watching on TV is like what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like mm. they're like, you get paid to do this. I was like, hello, teachers. Um, Here's my salary right? requirement. No, that's what I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute like i can get paid to do this i remember i always remember that as a young kid being like this is what i'm gonna do you know what yeah. I mean? like i am gonna fucking be on tv and performing like they're doing you know and like and that's what i did i i like in the northeast i was doing um competitions i like you know like little showcases anything yeah. that would have me just to like do something and then like um when i went to high school in northern maine like almost canada like in the middle of fucking nowhere and I worked like three, four jobs. I mean, I worked at McDonald's, KFC. I've, I've worked every shit job you can think of. Um, I saved every penny that I could. I had to dress up as an ear and hand out um, leaflets on the high street trying to get people to do hearing tests. Nice, nice. That's what I'm saying. We've all done the shit jobs. It's like, it's, but yeah, I, I saved every penny I could for about three years straight. And I packed up a minivan, moved, drove across the country to Los Angeles. And um, that was that when I was 19 and um Fun. yeah it's it was it was tough i struggled hard like i mean i'm talking starving for the first couple of years of being out here trying to figure out how i was going to pay my rent every single month um, i could do every... with being starving for a while i could i could lose <laughs> a bit do you know what i mean no don't do do it by choice don't do it by because you vote <laughs> it's like because that's what i had to do i mean technically it's like... it would be choice <laughs> But it's like, just even go back to like where you said, like you were doing, you've been doing this for like, what I'd say like professionally for like six years, right? Uh, like I'm giving it a good go for six years professionally for a year. Mm -hmm. 
it took me about six, seven years before I booked my first, before Glee was my first big TV show. Mm. Glee was my first big anything. Like I was out here hustling, working three jobs, assistant manager of different stores. So I was like, I was one year, I was a scare actor at the Universal Studios um, horror thing. You know, I've done everything. What's been your favorite shit job? Favorite shit. Oh my God. Like you name it, I've done it. I've been a, I've been a waiter, hated it, but but good for your health because you're running all the time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> keeps you fit. So I'm not gonna um, do that. Yeah, no, like probably the scare actor thing was the worst. Like I have never, I only did it because like a really good friend of mine, uh, Phil Young, who actually unfortunately passed in a car accident not long ago. I love you, Phil. He he was a producer at Universal Studios and kept trying to convince me to do it. He's like, just come do it. I'm running this. I'm running the Michael Myers maze. He's like, mm-hmm. come do it. You can dress up as Michael Myers. And you just blah, blah. And I was finally like, and again, I was poor and I needed the extra money. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. And But at this mm-hmm. time, I didn't have a car. I didn't have the car for the first like 10 years that I lived here. When I was doing Glee, I was taking the bus to the fucking studio. It was crazy. Wow. Anyway, but the, the scare actor thing was probably the worst. Like you would have to work these like 14 hour shifts of like with a stifling mask on in a dark room, jumping out nonstop, scaring people. I had bruises and cuts of just like the things you had to, I remember I I've never been so physically exhausted in my life from doing something. I was done. Cause like I would get done with that, like a 14 hour thing, jump on the bus and go work my day job. You know what I mean? And work an eight hour shift, being an assistant manager for Brookstone, like, and just sitting there with one eye open, sore as hell, cuts all over me. <laughs> but like, that was about, and then like a year later is when I finally got glee. Like, mm. that's when things finally like changed. You know what mm. I mean? It was like, cause I was doing, you know, just to get my side card, I did some like um, featured extra jobs, you know, yeah. just to kind of like get myself out there and get my side card. And I lucked out and got some really cool things that I did. Like, with like Hillary Swank in a movie and uh, you know, um, Hugh Jackman and did these different films as like the token redhead boy that was just there, you know, in their scenes. And that's <laughs> what got me going. And then like, but yeah, for the first big job that I got was Glee. And like, yeah. I rem- I'll never forget the audition. I was, <laughs> we're going to come to like, that in a second. Don't spoil oh, okay, it. For okay, me. Go, go ahead, I have go to ahead. get, I have to get like prepped for the Glee so that I don't come off as like oh, a massive okay, fan okay. girl. Do you know what no, I mean? Good. Go, go. I cried go when ahead. I spoke to Jenna Oshkowitz. Oh my God. I was like, I'm you, so boo-boo, sorry. don't you worry. I'm so All right, sorry. Well, now, not to be rude, but now I expect tears. So, <laughs> um, I think my favorite shit job was I was a nightclub promoter, right? And in Glasgow, there's this street called Sucky Hall Street, right? And it's filled with nightclubs. Like everyone is. Sucky Hall Street? Is that what you said? Sucky Hall Street. Sucky Hall Street. All right. Yeah. I thought I did hear that right. Okay. Um, and it's filled with nightclubs. Everybody's out, like, partying. It's a Sunday, right? Which there's a very famous nightclub in Glasgow. It's not really that famous. It's a disgusting hovel of a place. Um, <laughs> it's called the Savoy. But everybody calls it the Sav Sunday, right? I did not promote the Savoy. My friend promoted the Savoy, and it was so easy. I promoted a nightclub called Club 32, in which only people over the age of 32 were allowed in. Could you imagine how hard it is as a like 17 year old standing on a nightclub on like on a street with all 18 year olds and being like, I can give you a free drink, but are you 32? No. And we had targets of like getting 12 people in a night. Like there was barely 12 people in the club the whole week. Do you know oh what I God. mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds so, awful. 
that was my favorite. And I didn't even get paid. I worked there for two weeks and they ripped me off. Oh my God. That's, I, I mean, 17. Well, at least I only did it for two weeks. I yeah. mean, well, when they didn't pay <laughs> me, I didn't go back. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I was like, this is not a fun yeah. hobby. I feel like if you haven't done a shit job on your way up to whatever you're succeeding in life, like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can it's like, that's that. unfair. You know what I mean? That's just unfair. Because I'm I like you. shit job you could think of. I worked in Amazon. I was the person that dressed up as the ear and nightclub promoted. I sold mm. ice cream. It's fun. Yeah. No, it's like, now, but it, now is, I make I, it is character building. Now it is character building. Okay. It really isn't. I know, right? It's, like, it's the <laughs> reason what, I need the antidepressants. People, that's what people say to me. I was just like, you know, but it was like, you know, it's you have these stories to tell and you have that. You know, I could have done with less stories. I'm not going to yeah. lie. None I of them are particularly that fun. Yeah, I agree. I could have done with less hardships. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I would have loved, loved <laughs> to have less stress in my life. Yeah. I loved it. And me selling light up fake Disney ones outside of Disney on Ice. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Yeah. Like not here for it. But when when you moved out to LA, did you do like any like acting classes, acting training, anything like that? Yeah, I did. Um, when I first came out here, I, I again, I knew nobody. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I literally, I knew nobody on this coast. All my family and anybody I knew was in the Northeast. <laughs> I knew not a soul out here. And like, so I just kind of came out. I didn't have, have a cell phone at the time. I didn't have, wow. you know, anything like that. I was just like, just, I got a place. I got screwed on the place, by the way, but it was way too expensive. And they gave me a shithole of a place. And um, I was, all my money was just being, paying rent and just trying to figure out how to exist. So like what I did was I didn't have, you know, obviously didn't have an agent, didn't have any of that. I didn't have photos, nothing. And I was just kind of like, I was walking around one day and there was a um, an advertisement on a, on a light pole. That just said, like, uh, you want to be in movies? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, And I took a little tab, and it was like, but it was just Doesn't for like- Doesn't sound um, dodgy. I know, right? It was just, but it was like for um, an extras casting company. You turn up, and then they're like, this is a porn shoot. Oh, don't even- <laughs> I've dealt plenty of that shit. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> of the, the creepy requests I've that's gotten. That's where I know you from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you recognize my feet. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, it's um, but no, that was like the first thing I did to kind of just like navigate my I've always been a stubborn and driven and like you can't tell me no type of person. So yeah. like I everybody told me I'm gonna fail. Like you're gonna be back home in a few months. Don't worry, you know, like it's everybody told me like you're fucking stupid. and how long ago was this? <laughs> For what when I moved like, out or yeah. Oh, the, I've been in LA. I'm just gonna age me, but this is 2006 and you're still there i've been in la yeah that's what i'm Wait saying there. so it's like mm, i know i look 12 i know i didn't I know. peg you for much older than me no i yeah most people like that's why i still play in my 20s because so you, you were know, 19 I just don't look my in age. 2006 yeah, and that, that, right. that was i need to do maths fuck yeah please don't because you're just gonna make me feel old i won't say <laughs> it out loud <laughs> But no, no it's like, I did not have that. Well, it's, what's funny too is like I'm probably one of the younger ones who was on Glee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I'm, I'm doubting myself now that I've got the maths right. No, it's um, I literally on the third, yeah, on March two day, like on this past Friday was my birthday. Fuck off. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it makes sense because you were in Glee and I was a child when Glee was on, but I was like, he's a couple of years older than me. Yeah, no, that's typically the response. Even like when I auditioned for something my age, 
they're just kind of like mm, you're not right for this because they think i'm like mid-20s and like wow you know, wow no I, th I thank my mama for my good genes you know <laughs> but when it came to like acting training and stuff because i know it's it's very different over oh that's what you asked yeah i didn't yeah. get to my acting training yeah sorry that's what i was like i got distracted i'm very ADD. <laughs> I, I was trying to do maths no it's all good <laughs> No, but I did do acting classes. That was that was probably the most important thing I would tell an actor mm. is to get into an yeah, acting 100%. class. Just be, just because it's um unless you can get a job. Yeah, like yeah, but but it's just like it gives you a community as well. Yeah. I've uh, like some of my closest friends still to this day I met from doing the same acting class. We're um shout out to Michael Wilson Studio, um who he does an acting coach for some of the biggest actors in the industry but like i came up in the same um acting technique um intensive scene study with the a lot of actors who are you know have their own shows today Drops and like names. you know but probably one of my uh janine mason i think she just finished on roswell the lead of roswell mm -hmm. uh she was dancer first uh we used to do all of our scene study together uh molly mccook everybody certain neds to classified you know devin workheiser uh <laughs> um those were like the people i came up mm -hmm. with um in yeah. that same class with and and we all kind of like, but again, that just kind of gives you like a sense of, of uh, a community. Like yeah. you feel like you have people to talk this shit out with and work on scenes with. And it's also good too, like, cause I was in that class when all these people were working on shows. Like I was the, the young idiot that like had nothing under his belt and didn't know shit. And was just trying to like hold my own with all these like really talented actors, everybody that like, I feel like I came across with in that class that are doing so well, Jake Borelli, all these great yeah. people who are like, you know, that I, I was able to work with helped me get to where I am because of just like, I was having to constantly up my game. So it's like, you know, I was constantly trying to keep my shit together and just kind of like hold my own and like in the scenes with these people. And like, I always, I always, I still to this day, feel like a fish out of water. You know what yeah. I mean? I constantly, constantly have imposter syndrome <laughs> and feel like I don't belong here. You know what I mean? Like it never ends. Yeah, It never ends. But for sure, I did the same class for about five years straight if not longer one of my favorite things to talk about acting classes wise because it, it's sort of different in the states to the uk whereas like we go to drama school and i'm i know there's drama schools in america they're just mm. sort of less common um but some shit goes on behind those doors that people would not believe the craziest mm -hmm. i believe it should be a sitcom like how it's not somebody hasn't done like a, a drama school version of the office i'll never know do you have a favorite crazy or funny story you can share with us? I mean, yeah, for me, it's like, I remember what, one of the more cringy things. Yeah. I, I have a lot of highlight stuff yeah. as far as like things I've done in acting class, but like one of the more cringy ones was, um, I think it doesn't it have, have to be you guest. that did it. Oh no. I mean, I've done plenty cringe. Um, <laughs> no, there's like where, <laughs> this we had podcast. To where we had to, um, pretend like we had to do our full routine in the shower on stage. Wow. Like, act as you know do everything that you do in the shower and then um that for me i thought was so weird and then like to masturbate yeah you know what i mean it's like my daily routine no <laughs> no, no i said like... you did, i didn't say you pretended i said who pretended <laughs> no but it's like it was it was so cringy i felt like there yeah. are certain things acting classes and i think it take it way too far you know what i mean like i think that's weird i think the um animal exercises you know what i mean like where you're supposed to you know embody that animal and give us a full experience on the stage that was my last straw at drama school yeah like i remember i did a whole scene once as a giraffe you know what i mean and i remember i'll never forget going home and being like the fuck did i just do mm. like what how is that helping me 
I have as an actor <laughs> the best animal acting story ever, right? And it was I was already dropping out, but it was the final the final straw. I was like, I'm not going tomorrow. We had to go to Edinburgh Zoo and observe an animal. The next day, we were going to be part of an interactive zoo for the f- entire uni. Oh my god! And I was like, no, that is just yeah. ritual humiliation. That's just traumatizing. You know what I mean? That's just like because again, like I am super for somebody who is an actor and in the industry I am. I am super fucking introverted and like I don't like a lot of human yeah. interaction. I don't like group places. I don't like that type of stuff. So it's like, I, I'm a big fan of doing things that put me out of my comfort zone. Don't get me wrong, because yeah. like I feel like that's the only way to grow as an artist is like, like I'm debating, like I might start doing Groundlings soon, which terrifies me just because it's like, you know, it's just such a famous improv troupe. And like, yeah. I'm just trying to do things that scare me, you but know? not pretending to be an animal. But not pretending to be a fucking giraffe or like, bro, I'll never forget standing on stage and like elongating my neck and walking my limbs like and just like kind of just being like i'll never forget just like looking around and thinking like what the fuck am i doing you know what i mean you like, don't even do that like, in the lion <laughs> king the lion know, like, king's like, puppets yeah i know i'm like i'll never forget that like yeah but i and think f- cringy things like that are so weird yeah. like you have to but you have to also have you have your own voice when it comes to this yeah shit. like if you think something's stupid you don't have to do it you know what i mean yeah, like 100%. not everything is for every actor you know what i mean like you got to pick and choose from a class what is for you and what's not you know what i mean for me i love doing scene study and like really dissecting a scene um also too i feel like if you're gonna do just like a base class an an audition style class if you're gonna do one an audition technique class of just like doing it you know the thing you're doing in a room all the time anyway is probably one of the better things you could do as an actor just because you need somebody to call you on your shit and teach you how to like uh be natural in the room you know yeah for 100%. me, I feel like the, the number one key as an actor is to fir- learn first the base of any performance for me anyway, is to f- learn how to be natural, just like we're talking right now. You know what I mean? And then add everything else, the layers and everything to the character at a later time. You know what I yeah, mean? 100%. But first you have to master how to be comfortable enough to do Unless this. it's stage. That's just in yeah. case anybody yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean for film and television specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, stage is a completely different animal. <laughs> Just in case there's some child out there that's like going in and auditioning yeah. for Shakespeare no, yes. tomorrow and she's like, please don't do that. Yes. <laughs> is, is this a dagger which I see before me? No. Yeah. That that's a different no. beast entirely. Yeah. But yeah, like in case Unless you're doing wa- Shakespeare in a film, but non stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but because I know everybody out there wanted to know what animal I was gonna be, um, I picked a panda because oh. the three hours that I spent watching them at Edinburgh Zoo, they were asleep. <laughs> and I was just gonna go in and put myself in the corner and have a nap. Hey, but I that's just out. called that's just called good strategy. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just I called a really good strategy. But what's like, your what's your favorite thing you've done in acting class? Do you know what? Right, I always struggled with see the whole natural thing. Like I am mm-hmm. fully aware that my strengths, purely because that's the most training I've done, lie in um, stage work, stage yeah. work where it is a bit more theatrical. And that's purely just because I've done more stage stuff. Mm. And I went back to drama school and I did my my Bachelor of Arts. And we were doing this, I can't remember, is it Mamet or Meisner, the repetition thing? Meisner, yeah. We were doing that. See, this is how much I paid attention. That's so school. funny because my funny thing is about Meisner too, or like and good to memory. So after you, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we were doing the, the repetition thing and it's like you say the same lines over and over again and then somebody can make the switch to the next line. Yeah. And I just remember having such a fucking breakthrough 
in that class and I was like, oh, I'm acting like for the first time in my life. Yeah. Like I feel like, see, when you speak to people and they're like, I feel totally disconnected from myself. And you're like, how? Like, do, are you in some sort of trance? And I, yeah. I felt it for the first time and I was like, oh my God. But that's a good thing to remember because it's yeah. like, again, like I said, like for me, that's a core thing. When somebody asks me who's like a newer actor, like, do you have any advice or like on something for like classes, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, for me, it's like, you got to learn to be comfortable. You got to learn to be able to like, you could yeah. take like, say, take even like, the most dramatic scene you could possibly think of that has like emotion and tears or something scary or, you know, and just tear it, to bring it down to a conversation, you know, do that yeah. dialogue, but like how we're doing it right now. And 100%. then you can, once you have it natural, you can build upon all the emotion and you know what I mean? Everything you're also going to bring to the character in the scene, it'll come naturally once you got the headspace and you know how you're interacting. Yeah, with it has to teammate. become second nature because that's 90% of any actor's problem is not mm -hmm. being able to be natural. Yeah, and you scene. can feel again, it again for film and television. It's a very yeah. big different beast from theater. There's still, I'd say, there's an argument to it on stage because I think yeah. you can feel when you're like the one thing that I hate feeling on stage is in the back of my head going, "Oh, what do I say next?" Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's just totally yeah. disconnecting. So I think everything has to become natural and more and more importantly, second nature. Yeah. That's why I love doing scene study. Like mm -hmm. I did scene study for years, which is like the master's class of like the yeah. place that I was I was studying at. And um, that's where you're doing, you know, 15 pages of a scene from a play, you know what I mean? Yeah. But making it this in intimate, like as if you're doing a TV show, you know, like this intimate yeah. performance of a stage piece. Mm -hmm. And like, that was my favorite. Like you brought the props, you brought, yeah. And then like, like you said, by, by the time you were about to do it, like those, that 15 pages of dialogue, was just up there you just knew what it's you were doing you know what dialogue. i mean dialogue yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like you just you just knew because uh, you knew the character so well because of yeah. how much you were dissecting the character i miss doing that stuff i really do mm -hmm. but it was like just being able to dive that deep into a character has always been like my favorite thing to do mm -hmm. it's uh, as far as like dissecting character figuring out how you can relate yourself mentally to this character even though you're not the same like that stuff is my favorite thing to do as an actor like and to show layers and yeah and totally just like on a fun note and not as like a an actuary actor note i think my <laughs> favorite thing that i really got to do other than that class i got to play two villains while i was at at drama school i got to play macbeth which was the highlight of my life like if i never act professionally I, i'm all i'm all good with that and then i got to play lord stain in vanity fair and i think just getting to play a, a villain is the best thing I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, I think there's a difference between playing like, like I think a a dickhead or a, a bully mm -hmm. is like a different yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But I think like your your camp theatrical Shakespearean villain, like I had a yeah. top hat and a cane. I was well living my yeah. life. See, I've never been able to do like the Shakespearean. I've never been like, the only opportunity I had was the Denzel Washington movie, that Macbeth. Uh, that was, um I was going to play like, as far as I was, as far as he told me, I was gonna play Wayface in um in Macbeth. I can see and I, that. And I was very excited because like I was I'd never done like a, a yeah. classic Shakespearean piece. Like because it, it was like mm -hmm. the actual Shakespearean dialogue, like it wasn't modernized, it was Shakespeare. You know what I mean? And like I, I remember it. I remember I was so scared. And like, but I remember doing the audition and I just fucking went. I had this whole like 
blousey topped old school thing I found and I remember just I just like, like friend. <laughs> no, I just I remember like being like so like I'm like there's no way they're gonna like me for this. Like I'm like yeah. I'm not a Shakespearean actor, but I just remember I found a way to relate to it myself and I just found this this really terrified character that Wayface is of just like he's just terrified of Macbeth and like it was just mm. this like I just came up with this whole inner dialogue for my character and I'll and I'll never forget like getting an so email good. immediately from the casting director being like what the fuck where has he been and I was like what they actually like me for this? <laughs> I know here. I was like oh my god and then the pandemic happened and then I, I lost it and it was anyway but as far as like I know right but as far as acting acting techniques and things like that it's you know finding your thing is important like my mm. favorite thing when I realized I was comfortable in my own skin as an actor I think it was like right before I got glee which might be telling of something on like how I was feeling confidence wise um I was in a class and do you know what Tyler Posey is yes yeah from Teen Wolf um uh, a buddy of mine um I don't even know if he would remember this story but it was I was, I was like it was when he just got Teen Wolf because I remember he was showing me like photos of the makeup it was the pilot I think and how I excited. had the, um the guy on the podcast who played his because there was a weird episode of Teen Wolf or series of episodes where their younger versions came in it was um oh what's his name Ian Nelson I think he played Tyler's younger counterpart I maybe oh, did he? but I don't yeah. know I don't know anything about the show but <laughs> but um it's fine I don't no, keep like, up with my... my friends careers either <laughs> but it's like um uh, yeah, I remember he was like, he was, he was just, he just done the pilot. He was still like, I remember he was like really nervous about being in the class because it was, you know, like the master class part. And it was like, and he was just like, was like, he was just trying new classes and he was kind of like relaunching into acting at that time. And, and I remember we had like a really good conversation. I remember he was just so sweet natured and like, I'll never, I'll never forget like just how nervous he was. And like, yeah. it goes back. Cause you said Meisner, we were doing the Meisner technique exercise where two people get on the stage and you just start. You know what I mean? One and like it was the practice was you start the and then like somebody can when they feel inclined go up and they tap somebody on the shoulder they go out and you you start with the person that's still yes. on stage and um so <laughs> there was they were going through a bunch of people you know and again for people who don't know Meister Technique is all about repetition and yeah. like finding your you will spend hours saying the same word your just feelings yeah like you just find finding basically finding emotion be like you look scared. I look scared. You look scared. I look scared. You look scared. I look, you know, you, you, you just do this the PTSD. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> until you move on to something else in a natural feeling. Yeah. Anyway, Tyler goes up there and he was super scared to do it. Um, and the guy that he's paired with basically knew that and just went in on him. You know what I mean? It was just like, he's like, yeah, he was, I went, what, what did he say specifically? I remember he was just like, he's like, he like, like, why, why, why are you so timid or why are you so like you seem like a pussy or like I remember him like I'm saying like like and like and Tyler was just kind of like oh and then like it was just doing it back cool. and forth yeah and so and, and I'll never forget it pissed me off I stood up I tagged Tyler out and I said why are you being such a fucking asshole and like and he was like he's like I'm being such a fucking asshole I'm like yeah why are you being such a fucking asshole and he's like he's like you, you think you're a big guy you think you're a fucking and I'll never forget it I, this guy got so mad he was in tears and like ran off the stage because I just fucking like ripped into him and I'll never forget that feeling of just like I went black and I was just like and I remember being on stage, like, I was just so mad for Tyler that he was, like, making him look like an asshole. You know, like, making him look, like, immature or, like, you know, untalented or Rock whatever, Anthony, you know? Rock Anthony, the hero. <laughs> no, I, I wonder if he remembers that story. Because, like, I'll, I I remember, I never, I'll, I that was very unlike me to do, is all I'll say. As someone who, <laughs> one day I'll write a tell all about my first time at drama school. Because there's a lot that I've, I've been very open about it on the podcast. But there's a lot that I've never spoken about. 
as someone who was made to feel like that quite often, he will remember that story. You will be in the end of like, you know, when people <laughs> practice their like o- Oscar acceptance speeches, <laughs> you will be in there. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm like, you know, again, going back to like, you know, I grew up poor, I grew up struggling. I grew up, mm. you know, being the one I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a car for like the first 10 years of my existence in Los Angeles. Like, it's like, you know, I had to bus everywhere, walk miles. Which is weird because I listen to this podcast. I don't know if you do. It's Jen Oshkowitz and Kevin McHale's um, And That's What You Really Missed. I do not. I do not. I heard of it, yes. (laughs) They're like, oh, they sent cars to come and pick us up. Mm. And like, I understand that there's sort of a hierarchy of cast and crew and all that. But it's very weird that you were working on that show and getting the bus to it. Oh yeah, no, I was taking, uh, yeah, I was taking the shitty Melrose bus to Paramount Studios, walking onto the lot, and like um, the security people being like, you know, you can, you have a spot, you can just park. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, my car's in the shop, I don't have a car. Yeah, but like, you know, what I mean? like just taking, and I didn't have the money to like take taxis every day and yeah. stuff at that time. Like I was broke, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Same. I was just, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guarantee you Tyler will remember that story and it will be one that he has probably told a million and one times. I am always curious of that. Like we're not we're not like super close or anything. So it's not like we talk or something. So it's like yeah. I'm curious just like it's something that's like up to me. I'll yeah, ask right? him. You should I'll ask, ask him because I'm curious because I'll never forget it because it's, it was very unlike me to be the one who jumped on stage and be like, fuck out of here. Let me take you Run on. Run to you know? the defense. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'll, I'll never forget just being like, you fucking dickhead. You know, I remember just like there's a switch in my head and I stood up tap Tyler out and I was like why are you such a fucking asshole and he was just like why am I being such a fucking I'm like yeah why are you being such a fucking asshole like I was and I was like oh yeah and I brought it back to him I brought it back to him that's what yeah. I did I was like why are you so mad are you mad at yourself did something happen what's going on you mad bro like you know what I mean I brought it back to that and he got so yeah. upset and anyway sorry guys when I get it's all good I love it when I get off this podcast I'm gonna take all my posters down of superheroes and put ones of you up <laughs> um, but I approve like, of this message. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, I mean, there'd be points where I'd have to cover them up because it's it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of my a lot of my friends. I like uh, as a joke. Like I have um, because like you know, uh, do you have a cardboard like, cutout on Amazon? <laughs> I don't know about that, but there is posters and like weird photos of my face, and like sometimes I'll send those to my friends with like i'll sign it to be a dickhead you know <laughs> and like so like whenever we're like talking video chat or something and i'm just like lurking in their background i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you my address you can send me as many as you All like right. um, yeah, i'll send you just a plethora of faces <laughs> don't you worry book a play game now this is my favorite thing in the world it's called stage yeah. right or stage shite it's three stories two of them <laughs> stage are the right truth. Or stage yeah okay <laughs> Three of them are the truth. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. One of them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer Heather. I've got the answer in a sealed envelope, so I can play along too because we've got to find the lie. This is my favorite thing in the world. I read these earlier; they're great. Number one: In my final year of secondary school, we were doing Annie, and when we started rehearsals, I found out that I wasn't going to be acting with a dog puppet like my teacher had told me. My Sandy was going to be a dirty mop head on the end of some string that I had to wrap around my hand to control. Number two, our drama school props department built us a custom porta potty for our final year show. In brackets, it was set on a building site, close brackets. And we were told explicitly not to actually use the porta potty because it didn't function. One of the tech guys from from the theater did a shit in it and it just sat in there smelling for a week because none <laughs> of us would clean his shit out of our fake toilet. <laughs> Number three, 
after my finals. Sorry, I can't get over that one. Number three, after my final drama school show, my entire class was sent an invoice for an equal share of the theatre hire cost. My drama school wanted us to pay £78 each for the theatre hire when they sold tickets for the show and profited from our sold out run. I don't want any of these to be true. I, I, want, the, I want the shit one to be true. Not I don't lie. want any of these to be true. Okay. I hope. I mean, I think took a shit. The yeah, I think the 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 hand puppet for sure is a true story. Yeah, that's definitely something I could see happening. And then by process of elimination, I'm wanting it to be three. That's the lie, right? I mean, the I'm not going to lie. Well, that well, I'd but, be the person that would take the shit. Like, well, but I'm I just would... saying. But the shit, like you know, what, what the. The, the story don't track with the shit though you know because like, why build a porta potty and they're like we built you a porta potty because you guys don't have one but it don't work don't use it so but i would also, say that's the lie if it was a real fucking porta potty i wouldn't be shitting in it on if yeah, i was doing I a show and there was a porta potty on stage i'd be like and if we had to go in it especially i'd mm -hmm. be like so we we all agreeing also mm -hmm. how fucking far away is the dressing rooms yeah Who's shitting in the port? I know who shits in a porta potty. It period. said the That's tech what I'm guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for number three because we don't have to agree because I mm -hmm. want the shit one to be true because I'd love. No, that. I want it to be true too. But my 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 sleuthing brain says I think it's two. two. That's Going the for big two. one. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna open. God, open I hope it's two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't want any of this shit. I feel true. like it's not a massive stretch either. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know what's going on in the UK, but I don't know. Number two. Hey! You got it right. I told you. I, I play too much of that game Among Us. You know what I mean? I try to, I try to find the, you know, I no. try to find killers and stuff. So you know? Somebody did act. So they got sent an invoice, which is not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. That's fucked and, up. I know. And then some child in secondary school, so maximum 16, had to animate a dirty mop head on a bit of string. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. The, uh, the dirty mop head. I was like, yeah, that, that was for sure something that's happened. She is definitely a lead on the West End right now. Right. <laughs> All right. So I won. What did I win? What did I win? My respect and admiration. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll the, take it. I'll we've take got it. no money here at Drama School <laughs> Dropout. <laughs> um, a question that I love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is if a casting director came to you tomorrow and said, hey, I want to do a two-hander with you on the West End or Broadway, but preferably the West End so I can come, but I don't know who I want to put you with. Who are you picking to be your scene partner? They have to be alive. Who am I picking to be my scene partner? Like oh your show God. partner, like you're doing a two-hander. Like, and it could be anybody? Anyone, but they have to be alive. Oh my good God, that's hard. You know, somebody I've always wanted to actually like do a working with, I did this thing beginning of my career where I was a featured extra on something, but I would love to work with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He seems genuine. And like, even like when I mm. talked to him on, when I was on that set, he was so lovely. He just seemed like a genuine human that I, th and I think he's super talented. Like, I think he would be somebody that like, I would be able to like get along with and also become like a really great scene partner with. Do you know who I'd love to, do you know, because my little casting director brain wells as I ask this question. And I think, I think I'd love to see you do a two-hander that was set in like a really intimate space. Like I'm thinking, obviously not this, because I never want to see any theater about people being locked at home during the pandemic. Um, but something along those lines, you and Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that would work. But my answer, um, and I have to carry on with my campaign because that's what it is right now. And if it doesn't happen soon, it's probably going to turn into a smear campaign. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Tate. All day. Catherine Tate. Yeah. All day. Was Catherine day. Tate? She was Catherine. the ginger lady in the American office, but she's like a massive... Um, 
Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, actor over here. Yeah. Like we have the Catherine Tate show. Like she's just, Wait, she's also, really? Yeah. Like she is. I did not know that. Like a national treasure in Britain. No way. I had no idea. That's like, crazy. I'm going to put her up there. She is probably in the top five most famous actresses in Britain. That's that's wild. I would never She's guess that. She's a powerhouse. Like, yeah, because she... she does okay in America, but not, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely not yeah. like a household name in America, for sure, yeah. Like, she did Shakespeare with David Tennant in London, and it sold out in seconds. I, I've prepped myself, and I'm ready to talk about Glee. Oh, no. um, okay. You mentioned the audition process, and it sounded you alluded that it was a bit mental what was yeah. that like i yeah so for me with you everything came in, in, in season two I three think. three three the beginning of literally episode one of season three was my first appearance and um it was let, let, let me let me set this up so literally not to get not to bring things down but my my father passed unexpectedly literally about two months before glee came into my life mm-hmm. and um i remember and I was never, I wasn't really getting big. I wasn't getting any good audition. I wasn't getting big auditions at all. I was only doing like commercial auditions and, and all this. Like, this is just so funny. Stuff. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. What? I just got an email from Donald Trump. What? You got so, what? I just got an email from Donald Trump. How, how, it's why, obvious. who, what, where, why, what? Right. See, sorry. So sorry to interrupt this question. I just <laughs> saw it and it was like, why am I getting this? And then I remembered during his presidency run, there was this thing that if you went on, like it trended on Twitter, you know, when he like put free tickets to his rallies on and like Eventbrite, mm-hmm. everyone was like, if you go and take two tickets, that means two people who actually like him won't be oh, able to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that every week and I've not had an email from like, I thought I'd unsubscribed because like he's irrelevant now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one just popped up. So sorry to interrupt your story. Well, you you did a good service though. You did a good service. <laughs> yeah, fuck Trump. <laughs> fuck, fuck Trump. <laughs> fuck fuck Boris. Fuck, fuck Rishi. Fuck the Tories. Fuck them all. But sorry for interrupting. Back to your back to your story. Oh, we're talking about the first audition or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So this came like I wasn't at this point in my career auditioning for TV at all, movies at all, yeah. uh, maybe a TV like one liner every once in a while. You know, nothing really big. Um. And then I was still working my three, four jobs at the time. And uh, it's in a really shitty place. And then like, yeah, my father passed it unexpectedly uh, at 49. He was and like, and like, so I had to go home and do it, take care of all this stuff. And then um, I, I came back and I remember I was just in like this weird fog. And like, and my, my manager at the time who uh, fucked me over in many ways. Um, that's another story. Which also um, is another podcast <laughs> which is entirely. Another podcast. Um, yeah, he ran. He called. He was like, uh, "Glee, you have an audition for Glee." Like out of nowhere, and I remember just being like, "Why? Like, what the? F- I don't know them. Like, uh, like, why are they having me? That's uh, strange." Okay, was it on your and, periphery at the time? Like, I mean, I think it was on everyone's periphery, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah, it was. Um, I wasn't watching the show, but like, I yeah. knew of how iconic and massive it was. Yeah, because like they were averaging like 15 million viewers an episode, like of live broadcast, which is insane. And is unheard of now to on these days. And so it's like, so of course it was just like, oh yeah, I'll take anything on that, you know? Yeah. And um, and again, it's it's far from me. I had to take multiple buses. Any opportunity I ever had in my career, I always had to take multiple buses. And on this day, um, for the audition, it was the one rare day we we're having torrential downpours in LA. And so I took the bus to about two miles to the office, and because the mm-hmm. bus didn't go that far, and I had to walk the rest of the way. 
And I mean, like the streets were flooded. Yeah, LA was, I found the public transport system there very baffling and confusing. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's a lot better now. There is more options, but like back you know, 10 years ago, it was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so yeah, so I had to walk the extra two miles to get there. And I'm, I'll never forget, I got there up drenched up to like my thighs. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I had to like, anyway. And I, um, and I got there and I was like, and I was there to play like for an audition to do, to play Amber's uh, love interest. Like it was a new character. I forget what character he even was. I think he was on the show. But I was I was auditioning to play her, uh, her love interest, and um, I did oh, that. Oh yes, yes, that I don't, did I don't happen. remember. Um, I don't remember who played it or what. It was. Mm, no, I can't remember who it was either. But I, I, I was up for that. Yeah. So yeah, so I auditioned for that, and I remember I was just excited to be there. But I was miserable because it was like my one opportunity to impress Robert Aldrich. I'm soaked yeah. to my fucking like hips right now, and I look ridiculous. And like anyway, and then I was leaving, and um. As I was walking out the door, he was like, actually, you know what? Come back in. And like, he was like, there's something that just came up. It's like, it's just like a one-liner. It's like, you know, here it is. And it was, the line was the line where I throw the slushy in Corey's face. And I say, taste the rainbow gliotch. Like that, like popular line of that season. Yeah. And like, my very first line became an iconic line. Um, But like, that that was it. That was all it was. They were like, you just throw a drink, say, taste the rainbow gliotch. I did that um very last second he just handed me the paper here's the line do it and that's how i did it and i'll and i'll never forget because like i remember i was in, still in a haze for my father like i remember i was i was miserable being wet i remember leaving just being like that was awful you know what i mean like i remember i called my girlfriend and i was like i didn't get that you know what i mean like i'm like i just wasted my yeah. opportunity like this sucks and i got on the bus and um by the time i got to where she works um across town uh my manager called and was like what's your um they're asking for your 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 day rate and i was like fuck's a day rate i don't have a day rate i've never booked a job you know what i mean like in like (laughs) and so he threw out like some number and then i was like what does that mean i remember just standing there outside my girlfriend's work being like does that mean i'm like in the running what and then he called me back he's like oh congratulations you booked lee and i was like and i'll never forget being like again i still i didn't get like excited it was weird like i'm like i'm gonna be on glee like i'm gonna be like like i'm on like i got the part like I'll never forget. And I remember walking in, talking to my girlfriend, being like, I think I just got glee. Like, I think I'm like I'm booked on the shit. Cause like I they didn't send me any information yet. My was just my manager saying, Oh, you know, we're working the deal out right now. Congratulations. And I remember just being like, and I'll, and I still because I remember too, I had to be on set like the next day. You know wow. what I mean? Like it was like quick. And I and I was like, everything was such a whirlwind. Like I, I'll, I'll, I, I still to this day, like don't remember 90% of the shit I did on that show because it was so everything just felt so fast. Mm. And then, like, and like, and again, this is like another story. But like, I ended up doing my first like starring role in an indie film, smack dab in the middle of when I was doing Glee, and like, you know, because like I was never, I, I didn't sign on for like a bunch of episodes. I signed yeah. on for a one liner. That was it. You know what I mean? So like, so anyway, so it, it turned into the story gets a little crazier from there because like I, I remember I went, I did it, and I remember I was terrified. I was terrified. You know what I mean? I was my first big onset. You know, my big first professional job. I was scared yeah. out of my mind. And I remember like, and like, cause I had to throw a drink in Corey's face. It was like, hi, nice to meet you. Now I get to throw a drink in your fucking face. And like, I remember too, like, you know, we practice like on a dummy outside first and, and like they're, they show me, you know, the, the, the big cops. Just and imagining like, like, you in the Paramount lot. Throwing... Yeah. Well, that, no, that's what I'm saying. I was out in the back alleyway in the Paramount lot, just throwing water at a dummy. You know what I mean? Practicing. And like, and, and, oh, another thing I didn't know when I got the job was I didn't know I was going to have that fucking mullet. I had no idea I was going to have that ugly ass hair. I was like, I remember showing up and the hairdresser was like, 
so you ready to get your mullet today? And I remember and I went, ha, you're funny. You know, she's like, she's like, no, your character Then she cuts one in. <laughs> no, and I was like, I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, I'm gonna, and like, I'm so insecure about my forehead. I have what we call in the industry a five head. Yeah. And same. it's like, um, it's, I was, anyway, that had to go right out the window because all of a sudden, boom, my forehead's in, uh, available to the world. <laughs> anyway, and so like, they're like, you know, we want to try to get this in one take because otherwise Corey has to go in shower and get redone and come back down. We got to do it again. So I remember I was so scared and like, and I, and I mm. did it. Taste the rainbow gliach. I remember sticking my, all my fingers through the cup after throwing it because it was so slippery and heavy. I was so scared. I was going to drop it. And like doing it, I'll I remember throw just it like, in Corey's face. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I was like, I'm like, they're never gonna have me back. And then anyway, I remember doing it, and I did the taste the rainbow gliach, and I remember getting in his face and walking away and like laughing. And then anyway, and then that was it. Mm. That was it. That's all I had to do. And I remember, I remember left, and I remember just being like, well, that was crazy. Like, you know, what I mean, I can't believe that just happened. And then, mm. and then like three weeks went by, and then they used my my line in like the ads for the new season. And like, so I was getting all these messages all of a sudden. Everybody's like, oh my God, you were in the trailer for the fucking new season. And I was like, wait, what? I have one line. What do you mean? And it was just like, taste the rainbow gliach. You know, like they just used yeah. it for all their ad campaigns. And I remember being like, the fuck? And then like, literally after that ad came out, literally the next like an hour after the ads came out, my manager calls and was like, oh, they they want to have you back. And I was like, wow. huh? You know what I mean? I was just like, I was like- Full-fledged member of New Directions. Right? That's what I'm saying. It was like, and like, and I had no name at the time. I was just hockey player, one line. And then, but here was the, here was the caveat. Here was the, the scary thing. So they wanted to make my character bigger and give him a name and like, you know, all that stuff and actually like give him a storyline. And like, and I remember just being like, holy shit, but I had to go re-audition. So I like, they were like, we love you for it. And they, they, they still want you to do it, but they just want to make sure you could handle the bigger parts. You know what I'm saying? Cause I never, I know that it, this is a fuck crazy story, but it's true. So I had to go back in. This and, is screaming um, to pillow shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, so I had to go back in and uh, and meet with Robert and um, a bunch of the producers and like all this. And I remember they gave me this, um, the giant monologue that I do in, um, I think when I'm running for class president, I give this really douchey long speech about just calling people like, you know, parents or, or the teachers should work for us or whatever it was. And like, I had to do this whole big long speech. And I remember I went in. And like, and I remember doing it and like, and I remember I was so scared because I was like, what if I lose this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and like, you know, this big thing, I'm in their ad campaigns and like, they're going to give it a big role and like, and I don't get it. And I give it to somebody else. And so I went in, I did it. And like Robert immediately, Robert Alrich, who I love Robert mm. Alrich. Like this man has had my back through thick and thin, even though like other things in this industry, I love you, Robert. Um, but he was like immediately was like, look, if I have it my way, this is your job. Don't worry about it. He's I like, also Fuck. love you, Robert, and I'm available for work. <laughs> I well, hopefully he knows that too. I am also available. <laughs> and and now I have a friend in LA whose um couch I can stay on. So I'm even more available for work. But it was uh so anyway, like it was yeah, he told me he was like, if I have it my way, you know, we love you. This is your part, don't worry. We're yeah. gonna give the best recommendation to Ryan Murphy. Like, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and then, like, so I remember just being like, please, God. And an hour later, I get the phone call, and they're like, congratulations. Your character's name is now Rick the Stick Nelson. You start, uh, you know, on the episode this week, and and then and then it turned into however many episodes I did. Yeah. Like, it was, it went mm -hmm. from, <laughs> my dad died. I was in this weird space. I get this audition for, a, um, you know, a different role, and then I'm leaving the room. Robert has me back in for this one-liner, the Taste of Rainbow Gliage. They're using the ad campaigns. I had a re-audition. And then luckily I kept the role and then 
the rest mm. is history. Here we are, you know. But it was it was scary. Mm. It was. Scary. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna let my intrusive thoughts win right now because normally I wouldn't be ballsy enough to ask a question like this. But I'm mm. gonna ask and feel free to decline if you don't want to ask. Go for it. Go for it. There's a lot of um people who have spoken out over the past couple of years about just like some cast members not mentioning anyone's names being a bit of a diva. Did you have any experiences like that? Okay, I have been asked this night. I, I don't even know how many times. Okay, and I have never once given a solid answer uh but i'll give you one um here's what Exclusive. i'll say about it here's what i'll say about it and we all know who you're talking about you're talking about leo well Everybody's also i've heard leo. stuff about other people well, as well there is yeah for me my experiences i can go for me my here's how i can say my experience on glee was one it was a fucking whirlwind because it was yeah. crazy it was the, it was literally the biggest show in the world at the time i was on it it was this whole they were all mega stars at the time like and for me my favorite human on that was cory monteith yeah. he was my closest confidant he was my 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 friend on that show he was the one that got me through that show he was the one i i want to i just want to start by saying the good things because before I yeah 100% but cory monteith um was a fucking gem I love that guy. He was the one who got me my cast chair with my name on it. That's like Leah Rock Anthony. Uh, like one day I showed up on set and like he was luring me towards one of the stage doors. And I'm like, where are we going? Where are we, you know, and like, and Dot Marie Jones was there and like everybody was there and they opened, you know, like the big doors that like yeah. they could bring all production stuff in. The door opened and my chair was sat there and it said Rock Anthony. And Corey paid for that to get done, made sure I had it there. And it's something I will live with for the rest of my life because I will, I will never understand how, you know, this guy is the lead of the show and he took me under his wing and like made sure I felt welcome and made sure that I felt special in that moment, which is weird. Like, like it wasn't anything that he had to worry about, but he did. He gave me rides home at night after shows, after we would get done filming because he knew I was taking the bus. He was like, fuck no, I'm giving you a ride Just home. A class act. No, amazing. I have nothing but amazing things to say about my experience on that show with Corey Monteith. Um, like I said, he gave me rides home. He had this ridiculous sports car that was like a quarter of a million dollars. And like, even he was like, he would bring it to set some days and he would make me sit in it, even though I was scared. I'm like, I don't want to hurt your car. <laughs> yeah. And he would make me sit in the driver's seat and drive it around the lot. But I was too scared to like, I would take it like 10 feet. I'm like, all right, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't want to hurt this. Cause he was like, even he was, he always had this mentality that was just so beautiful of like, he couldn't believe this was happening to him. You know, like yeah. he couldn't believe he people like somebody like gave him that car. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't believe that somebody like gave him this car and that he had all these like amazing opportunities and things going on. And anyway, that's anyway, I want to start with that just because Corey yeah. was my favorite human on that thing and still remains to this day one of my favorite. Th and how I always act now on every set I go to is because of Corey Monteith. He showed me how to do it. He showed me how to do it the right yeah. way. And he was if any Glee fan takes anything away from that is just no. Corey Monteith was a fucking amazing he was my hero in that situation and I love that man yeah because we do hear a lot about what happened but you never hear anything that's what I'm saying it's like it's like every I, I pisses me off because only people harp on the bad things that happened on that show the bad things that happened that came out of it the tragedies the this and that like but for me I'm like I like I choose to remember the love I experienced mm. The exciting moments I got to experience, and Corey was a part of all that. Like he showed me what it was to be an actor on a TV show. He showed me how to conduct myself as an actor on a big TV uh -huh. show. He showed me how to handle myself, to be nice to everybody, to to treat everybody with respect, whether they're extras, uh, crew, lighting, uh, a random fan. You know, he was a fucking delight. That's all I can say. And as far as like the drama is concerned, like with Leah, for me, 
I can't say anything bad. That, and that's what I, I've stuck to from this whole time. Like I can understand where people can get the, the, the diva mentalities out of her where they can um, see again, you know, she was, she's been famous since she was a little kid. You know what I mean? Like she's been, you know, people have just given everything to her on a silver platter because she's fucking talented and deserves it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, but yes, maybe she acted negatively in situations. And I'm like, I can't speak to those, but like, you know, whenever we were on set together, like in the makeup chair, I recall times of her just like you know, leaning over and being like, so how are you enjoying the show? You know, how are you enjoying being on the show? You know, like, and I remember, just, you know, having nice actual conversations with her. Um, so I don't have anything to, like, I'm not going to fuel the fire and say she did this or like mm, so one time <laughs> she fucking looked at me weird. You know what but I mean? Can like, she read? <laughs> as far as I know, she can read. Okay. <laughs> it's a, I know I witnessed her looking at scripts and she you know can what? read in my eye. You know I what can saying? tell you she can read. And I like have <laughs> categoric proof that she can read. It's ridiculous. It's I went to oh, the, that's ridiculous. her concert with Liam uh, with Darren Chris came to Glasgow and I paid for the fucking meet and greet. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not too proud to admit that. Right. <laughs> and oh, like before you go in, because obviously you get seven point eight seconds with them. You yeah. have to write your name on a post-it note for them to be like, OK, this is how you spell your name. She wrote right. my name. <laughs> like and i didn't tell it she read the post-it it's, note look what here's what i'll say onto it it might be an unpopular opinion or whatever but like it's uh, for me you got to take everything with a grain of salt you have to take everything unless you've had personal experiences with any person who was get, here getting like just like shit on in the media you know what i mean it's like, cause for me, it's like, I, I haven't seen anything to do with this show, but I see it every once in a while on TikTok, that stupid price of Glee bullshit, the web, that fucking nonsense they made. Like none of us had anything to do with that show. They no. literally, they're, they're just fueling the fire of the one, the tragedies that happened on the show and two, just shitting on Leah. You know what I mean? It was just a shit show on Leah. Like, it's like the one clip I saw and I almost made a TikTok on it and I, and I stopped because I was like, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to engage. Yeah. But like, don't the, be like this, of that's what I'm saying. I'm this one guy who was like an extra in one episode in season one. And like, he was on it for one day and said a crew person told him not to sit over there. And like, and he was like, he, and I knew it was Leah. And I'm like, how is this in the documentary? Mm. I'm like, how is this? Yeah. What kind of nonsense is like, I, to me as like somebody who was on the show, I'm like one, fuck you. That's stupid to like, say like I, I was hated upon. Like she didn't want me to sit at the table. It's like one, I'll tell you how it is on set. You are, you are segregated. You really are. Like when you're an actor on a show, you, the crew treats you like you're fucking porcelain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, you must go here. Everybody else stay away. We want to make sure you get your food first. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, cause I'll never forget that too. My first day on set, uh, I was waiting in line to get food and everybody's like, no, you go in the front of the line. Cause you're an actor. And I was like, but I feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're like, get your food so you can rest or wow. whatever, you know? And anyway, like, it's like, so I like in just in that one thing I saw, I don't know who he was mm. or what it, it, I just saw the clip I on saw TikTok and it annoyed, and it annoyed me because I was like, I, I thought one, it was in all honesty, guarantee, someone trying to be on TV. Yes, he it was hundred percent. And like, for me, it's like, again, from somebody who's done both, I was an extra before. And then when I started working as a speaking role on a mm. as a t- on a big TV show, you are treated like cattle when you're an extra that part does suck you're treated like shit but that you're not being treated like shit by the actors it's Mm. the crew the crew are given very specific guidelines like that crew person he talks about that said no you can't sit over there is just trying to do their job 
You yeah. know what I mean? They're told to keep the, the the extra separate so that the actors can focus and be taken in for this and like not distract. Like, you know, I, like I'm I'm willing to put any amount of money on it. That's what it was. And the fact mm. that he spun it that like Leah specifically yeah. was like, you can't sit with us. is so fucking weird to me. Mm. Like, I just hate shit like that. It's like you don't you were there for a half a day on one day in season one. And you're going to try to dictate what the story of that show was yeah. like that price of glee. Whoever made that, I say, go fuck yourself. And get a life and work yeah. on a real documentary. Like what I do just have to say out of all essences of fairness is that specific extra is not here today to defend themselves. Please refer <laughs> to their social media for any um yes for any statements. And also just before anyone comes for us because things were said during on social media and everything we are talking about our own experiences of exactly interacting with people. And exactly. we also do not think that any, if it shitty behavior is not okay. is basically yeah. what I'm trying That's, to say, Yeah, but we are only speaking to the experiences that we can say we witnessed. We're not going to sit here and be like, exactly. Yeah. And that's so, why I started it off with like, I was like, yes. I'm going to tell you my positive, my big positive, And then I'm going to tell you, I don't have a bad thing to say. But you know, you know I mean? somebody's like, so, going to be like, oh, they're not holding her accountable for what she did. No, that's that's my thing. That's the thing, too. It's like, but I also don't care because I'm like, for me, I'm like, I know what my experience was. And yeah. I'm not going to shit talk somebody if I don't have a reason to shit talk somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to try to add because, look, it, it, maybe she was an asshole to some people. Maybe she wasn't. And but that's the, not the, okay for everyone. It's listening. not. Well, that's the thing. It's like, of course, you know, a common sense individual, you know, that's not okay. Yeah. But like the the level in of your own shit, experience, the level of shit she took for that though, like the level of like just I mean abuse. the whole internet thinks she's illiterate, well, right? Like I mean, like I'm like I don't know how she handles that. I would be going mental, like you know what I mean. I mean so that's she's why it's like when, blessed on Broadway. That's how right, she's I know, right? It. But it's just like you know. So when people ask, I get asked this all the fucking time. Yeah, it's like because for me, it's like when people bring up the 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 sad sides of the like the trauma. Like I always shut that down because I think it's fucked up to do that to try to like tarnish this amazing tv series that yeah. affected a lot of people's lives and it still continues to affect a lot of people's the lives. only bad talking i will allow about glee is will schuster rapping <laughs> other than that it's all good um you mentioned well, for me that... it's like all i know is my season i only watch my season <laughs> oh i was i was a diehard to the till the end i remember if I'm being fully that. honest I've only watched my season the one time just through, just because I wanted to see how it all turned out, but I've never watched it again. No, I Because I, I, I hate looking at myself. <laughs> sobbing, watching that final episode, being like, it was an okay season, but I'm so sad it's over. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned how Corey had made sure that you had a cash chair and had paid for that. Um, mm. Something that I just like to ask, because I'm a nosy bastard. Did you steal anything <laughs> from the set? No, you know, I didn't. I wish I did. Now, you need to because, get that cash chair because because no i want that and i and if anybody's listening that works at paramount because it's just in a props department if they know where my back my chair backing that says glee rock anthony on it i would i will pay you to send it to me like you know because i would love to have that because the only here's another fun Corey story um the only reason i didn't take it home is um uh on what was my last day of filming which i think was like the second to last episode but i was told mm. i was going to be in the season finale episode yeah so i didn't like try to take anything with me so I didn't get to like even take anything. Um, but Corey told me um, it's bad luck to take your chair back home because you're you're um, giving yourself bad mojo to not come back. So he said, I mean, never you didn't come back chair. anyway. Well, I didn't come back anyway. But the, the only bunch of shit. Thing, 
Yeah, but now I wish I did. But the only reason I didn't was because Corey told me that one day. He yeah. said, never take your chair back home because it's bad luck to take your chair back home because it means you're done on the show. But I mean, I was done on the show anyway. But Well, if anyone at Paramount is listening, we want please. the fucking chair backing. Please, like seriously, somebody at Paramount has to know where <laughs> the Glee prop shit is. And mm. please find my chair backing. I will pay you to send that shit to me because yeah. I would. I would love to have that. Like my mm. only memorabilia that I have from the show is... um. When I was up for prom king on the show, they yes. had these big posters of my face made or whatever. I have like a couple of those in my closet. Uh, that's the poster I want. Yeah. <laughs> so like they there's like one like like because they took the photo like at the end of like a very long day and I'm like all like like red eyed and like and they just fucking like plastered that on something and uh but yeah, I have that where it says like vote Rick the stick mm. and something else that says something else, and I have I have that. That's like the only and like that in scripts. I have scripts, like old scripts. That's about it. Love that. I'll take a script yeah. if they're going spare. <laughs> this whole podcast yeah. is just me old begging scripts, for shit. <laughs> old scripts in uh, a big poster of my face. <laughs> we we have a closing tradition on the podcast where I asked the the previous guest to leave a question for the current guest. They didn't oh. know who they were going to ask, and you won't know who you're asking. But the okay. question that's been left for you is, what piece of music do you play to cheer yourself up? Oh, to cheer myself up. I have a lot to bring me down for a performance. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I have a I have a I have a playlist that makes me depressed for certain auditions. No, if um, I need to cry, I have the weirdest shit to cry. Do you know what I do? And it's really weird because it's an American thing and like it's really not British at all. I watch TikToks of American soldiers coming home and surprising their families, and it makes me bow yeah, like a same, fucking baby. Same, same, absolutely same. But I guess the one that stands out for me is like <laughs> it's it's one I always remember of too, is um the day. Um, when I had to re-audition for my role on Glee, when I found out I got the part, I was coming back from uh, like an audition for like CSI Miami or some <laughs> some crazy whatever. And um, uh, they called and said I got it. And I the first thing that came onto my headphones uh, on my playlist was One Republic's This Has Gotta Be A Good Life was the next Love song that. that played. And that's my song now today, like when to this day, like when I need to smile or I need to cheer myself up. It helps me remember that moment. And it's like, I don't know if nobody knows that song. I don't know if it was like a huge song, but it's like, it's, but basically the lyrics are just saying like, this has got to be a good life. Like, mm -hmm. just look at the positive. And this is like, you know, it's like, you know, so yeah. So I remember just walking down the street and like in the Valley after my audition, just being like, like, you know, like just like loving life. I was just like, oh, it's happening. I have a character yeah. name now. And like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, I'm on a big TV show. And like, yeah. So One Republic is always my go-to for a lot. I love One Republic and Imagine Dragons, but the mm -hmm. specific song, is um Good Life by One Republic. Mine Give it a listen. is I'm not a big music person, which is a very controversial opinion. Like I am a <laughs> I'm a podcaster through and through. But mm. if I need to pick me up, anything ABBA or or and it's a really fucking cringy song. I am what I am by Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> and I think that I don't know, it just gets me gets me going. Uh, for me it's like, yeah, like 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 rock ballads yeah, or yeah we have very different like, yeah but it's I'm not it's like, like well listen listen to what i said go go to look at one republic it's I called good it. life i think it's like probably one of their first albums probably that it was on but anyway it's really good it's one of those songs that just cheers me the fuck up every time i listen to it despite being a not a music person i do have a premium spotify account so <laughs> when we come up same same well it's like it's funny too because it's like you know i do a lot of um singing and stuff and like that in auditions but i never got to sing on glee and that's like one thing that always like no. bothers me <laughs> what song would you have picked to sing on glee well it's funny i was gonna 
there was a song I was gonna I was supposed to do I'm sexy and I know it. You remember that song? Yeah. I'm sexy and I know it. The summer of do, LMFAO. Yeah, like I was told like we were they were discussing me doing that and being like a really it was gonna be this big douchebag number or whatever, but then they decided it was just against everything my character would be about. I feel like they did that song on the show as well. They did it later. They did it later, yeah. Mm. Mm. But um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would just love to have done something because yeah. like I love singing and like I would have loved to be able to like showcase that skill I have, yeah. you know. I love singing, but I'm not good at it. <laughs> I love singing. It's like, even if you go on my TikTok, it's like, I have like a lot of singing ones just because love I'm that. desperate to just do something different. <laughs> Get him to Broadway. Yeah. Um, what question would you like to leave for the next guest? What's coming up next for you? Where can people see you? Have you got any auditions coming up? For me, I mean, it's I mean, like, you can't yeah, talk I mean, about auditions anyway. I know, right? You know it's I mean. like, I audition all the time for 9 billion guest star auditions, <laughs> but, um, all that I'm doing right now is yeah like I'm right now I'm trying to pitch my movie that I wrote like I'm really excited about like this again new... I am available <laughs> I'll send it to you it. I would I would love for you to read it I'll send it to you 100% um, and then I'll I'll return the favor this is a play that I wrote that we just um put on in April ooh, it's a British see? sitcom comedy I'll send you mine you send yeah. me yours No absolutely yeah I'll send you the script I, I love it I'm very proud of it and so I'm trying What's to get What's it called have we got a name Uh yeah it's called The Magpie um it's I'm a basically it's a it's a it's a slasher style whodunit um dealing with social media i don't like, like that the... it's a singular mag part no one <laughs> oh no there is yes yeah, singular oh that means it's very sorrowful <laughs> <laughs> it's dark it's gritty but it's dealing with social media and basically um how much power and stuff that we give social media influencers Love and that. somebody is basically picking them off one by one for a specific reason that's so and... interesting <laughs> and i it's, feel it's, like so, yeah. it's probably going to be a true story in a couple of years <laughs> you right. know what I, I, know. Mean? I know but that I... and then also you can find me like i've been doing this twitch streaming yes it's rock underscore yeah rock underscore anthony is where you can find me um we have a really big community on there now Do you have it's a like schedule literally... yeah um i stream um 100% Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from uh, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Mm -hmm. um, so you can always find me there if you want to join. So like, for UK, this... that is what time did we start it? It's 9 p.m. Yes. Yep. So that's the thing. I have a lot of you like UK viewers on my Twitch. So it's like, you know, some of them have heard of this and like, you know, and like, so they're pretty excited about it. But like, you know, oh, did you mention the podcast? Yeah, of course it did. I was I like, I was that. like, um, but yeah, no, so it's like, yeah, you can follow me on Twitch at rock underscore Anthony. We, like I said, we have a Linked massive in the community show there now. And, um, we have, you know, we have like a very active discord and all that stuff too. So if it's like, if you want to like get a, another glimpse of just like who I am and my life and stuff like that, that's a really good way. We literally just sit there and bullshit, play games, talk. You can ask me questions. We just hang out. So that's been my focus. During I the will pandemic. join, but it will be an hour late because 9 PM is love Island time. <laughs> so when it Do hits 2pm it. I'll I'll be in there I um, might even go live in just a minute just for the fuck of it because everything's set oh, up well, uh, it's, um, but yeah it's a good way to you know I, mean, like, I, I, also I was going to say I'll join tonight but I'll, I'll leave you alone <laughs> <laughs> but no it's like it's like it's you know it's a fun way I, like i do talk acting a lot like um i stream with some of my actor friends like chester rushing and dylan rally snyder who i did the show kicking it on disney channel with like he also streams like so it's like i'm constantly like doing things like with them and like sometimes we do like an actor talking thing and you know we do our own like like kind of a podcast but you know just live on yeah. on twitch and um, live so yeah so scare me <laughs> so basically if you want to like yeah 
check that out you know that's always fun and then um i always link to like what i have going on via twitch and yeah. discord and so. other than twitch where can people find you on social media to keep up to date with what you're doing um i'm very active these days on tiktok that's also just i think rock underscore anthony yeah. rock anthony uh, whatever sure it is. are you on cameo or anything like that i'm not everybody keeps asking me to you do it but to i'm do not it. do should i i don't know it's free have... money to say happy birthday I know, to people. but like it's like they can get it on twitch you know like <laughs> uh, yeah but you can charge for it um and yeah, then on true. instagram it's at it's rock anthony i'm yeah. at ingram noble all one word on all social medias um remember what am i saying um thank you so much for listening genuinely it means the absolute world to me if you've got a story for stage right or stage shite please scroll down into the show notes click the link to the google form and submit your story and then if you're feeling extra extra generous please leave us a rating and a review on the podcast it's so fucking hard to be a podcaster when there's fucking companies out here putting millions of pounds into their advertising and i'm just a fucking idiot chatting shit to people Drama school dropout No graduation day for you Drama school dropout Fucked your whole course Now try something new Drama school dropout